Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to A Good Football Show's Week 17 Waiver Wire Podcast. My name is Pat Corain, and I'm joined by John Daigle of NBC Sports Edge. Daigle, how's it going? How are there two more weeks left? I don't quite understand. <laughs> That's uh, dramatic Waiting pause. for Shane Falco to eventually take a team for some NFL organization right now, since we're <laughs> back on the uh, replacements here in Week 17, Week 18. Nonetheless, lots of injuries. Lots of players, if you were still allowing waivers in your fantasy league, to have access to. Tons of players you can pick up. The waiver column will be abbreviated like last week where it's one-sentence descriptions because I think that's easier this time of year. Like everyone's doing with their team, adjusting because of the longest season ever and trying to be pragmatic with everything they do. Uh, I think listing more players and giving less reasons as to why is easier since right now everything is touch and go every single day. Like even last week, I posted it Tuesday morning, and then by the time I edited it Tuesday night, um, I was literally stripping players off because they went to the COVID list, putting their replacements on, and adjusting rankings the entire way. I'll do that again through Wednesday night. Not required since we have no Thursday games. In fact, we have no Saturday game either. Nonetheless, I'll do it just to make sure everyone can – make sure they're picking up the correct players in order. But I think we have a a good show for you right now. Yeah, I think we do as well. We're going to go through the top five pickups here, uh, starting with number five. Let's start with Trey Lance because Jimmy Garoppolo just had a thumb injury. And so we're going to, sounds like, get some some Trey Lance after, uh, you know, his brief appearance earlier this year. Trey Lance... Recall now has recorded a carry on nearly 26% of his snaps this year, which is far more than Cam Newton at 18.5%, just for reference, Lamar Jackson at 16.5%, or Taysom Hill at 15%. Three viable quarterbacks you play for the rushing upside. Trey Lance has shown the same thing. He is capable of doing the same thing and will choose to do the same thing anytime he gets to play. In his lone start we've seen for Jimmy Garoppolo, week five, he was the QB 16 on the week with a poor performance through the air, 190 yards and a pick. But he literally got stopped on fourth and goal at the one-yard line. Thus, had he scored that touchdown, even with a bad performance through the air, he would have been a QB, he would have finished as the QB 11, a QB 1 overall in the week, despite having a poor performance through the air. So if like it all comes together in an amazing spot, against Houston, like this is genuinely a top five quarterback we're talking about here. And, you know, worst case scenario is you don't have to start Russell Wilson anymore because who wants to do that? So Trey Lance is going to be absolutely a QB1 for your fantasy championship game. 
How much faith do you have in him as a passer, given you know a pretty shaky start to his NFL career? Again, it's against Houston. Pretty confident, but also we don't need it. We don't need it. Even if he fails, like we talked about, he's a QB one. He can fail. It's okay. It's still the Texans. So we are we're just going to move forward with Trey Lance easily. All right, let's move to the Eagles' backfield. A little bit up in the air here about you know whether it's going to be Boston Scott or Jordan Howard, but one of those guys could have a lot of value. Jordan Howard played 22 snaps on Sunday. Boston Scott 20, Miles Sanders 19. Now we know Miles Sanders broke his hand. It's going to be out this week. Jordan Howard suffered a stinger, left the game, may or may not be back. That's going to be unclear probably by the time you're forced to pick up one of the Eagles running backs. But the moral of the story is that even with three of those running backs playing at least 20 snaps, two of them getting injured, Kenneth Gainwell was active and only played two snaps. So whomever is healthy between Jordan Howard or Boston Scott is the guy we're picking up that's going to replace Sanders. And it's in that order. Jordan Howard, and then Boston Scott. But either way, you're probably in a position where one could easily start for you as a low-end RB2, and that is the one, whomever is healthy, we are picking up. Yep, that makes sense. All right, let's talk Josh Palmer on the Chargers. Filled in pretty nicely. Uh, even got in the end zone there for uh, you know with Mike Williams and Jalen Guyton out. He's also filled in nicely when Keenan Allen was out. So what, what are your thoughts on him as a pickup? The fact is... Mike Williams, unvaccinated, already ruled out for week 17. Jalen Guyton still on the COVID list, not sure of his vaccination status, but at least right now questionable for week 17. And we saw Josh Palmer step right in, play 97% of the snaps, ran a route on 98% of Justin Herbert dropbacks, and scored a touchdown now for his second spot start and play some Mike Williams this year. So, yes, we're just going to go right back to Palmer as a wide receiver, 3-4 in this matchup. And I think it's someone you should definitely have confidence in starting, if only for the elite usage you'll have, as long as both Williams and Guyton are ruled out. I actually think that Guyton being ruled in would help Josh Palmer because Guyton's whole role is to run deep. He rarely gets targeted. He helps take the top off the defense, kind of push the defense a little bit downfield, take some defensive attention. If you don't cover Guyton, he can burn you. But, you know, I think generally his role is to help open up things underneath. And uh, Palmer and and Keenan could both benefit from that, I think. So, you know, Williams is going to be out. You know Palmer's going to be out there. He's going to get a ton of routes because he's probably going to be in the Mike Williams role. So I'd actually be rooting for Guyton to play. Let's move to the Chiefs backfield here. Daryl Williams being the top guy to pick up. And the number two pickup of the week as we play the drum roll ahead of the, week of the number one. Uh, Darrell Williams, we've already seen this. Five games without Clyde Edwards-Alaire this year. Darrell Williams averaged 18 and a half touches and five and a half targets for 11.5% target share. Derek Gore in four appearances. He wasn't active for the first game CEH missed because Jarrett McKinnon was still healthy. But Derek Gore averaged just five and a half carries with two total targets in four games. It is Darrell Williams' backfield. We've already seen it. We have evidence. You pick him up, you start him as a RB2 with RB1 upside because if he continues getting those targets, that's what he is in a terrific matchup against the Bengals. I think Derek Gore is good. I'm excited about Derek Gore. I think nope. like if you're in super deep leagues, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe pick up Derek Gore. I don't know. You know, you get in these dynasty leagues, if he's available, absolutely grow. We might have something here. Super deep leagues is it's all relative. Uh I, I would just I would just continue to point to the evidence we already have and just be like, doesn't matter. You know, but like, like we need, like last we need week, you we to talk about, to Denny. Denny Denny's is in on Derek Gore like as I think any running back in the league. <laughs> like last week, well, Denny's on a lot of players. We probably need to talk to him, sit down and have therapy with him about. Um, even though he will, he, he will always have the fact he called CGO Zoma's uh big 
three target game, but it was still a big touchdown. We called the big three target game ahead of their first matchup with the Ravens for the Bengals. Um, but it's like last week, right? How we talked about Craig Reynolds and Duke Johnson. We shoved them in at the end, but we just weren't prioritizing them, knowing what's happening right. yeah, sure. uh, with their certain circumstances. And I even shoved them at the bottom of the waiver list. I just wanted to make sure no one really picked them up because it didn't matter. Jamal Williams came back, played over Craig Reynolds, as we expected. And then Duke Johnson tonight getting out-touched by Philip Lindsay. We figured he'd get out-touched by Miles Gaskin. Philip Lindsay's out-touching both of them. But when we talked last week about the situation, it was that if they use this one player over Gaskin, then of course they can use another player over Gaskin. So, you know, we're just going to we're gonna keep using the evidence. We're going to keep playing it safe and keep being right. And Daryl Williams is the pickup, if he's available. Denny and I are going to keep grinding the tape because Derek Gore is popping on the tape, Dave. Let's <laughs> I mean, pop it. Sure. All right. Number one pickup of the week. Get the drum roll going. Who is it? It's our boy. We called on the preview show. It's Isaiah McKenzie. Very small sample, but Isaiah McKenzie now, two stars without Cole Beasley, 10 and a half targets, 23% target share, tied for uh, Stefan. Or no, finished one fewer target than Stefan Diggs on Sunday. Looked incredible. And more importantly, when you compare him to someone like Josh Palmer, McKenzie is tied to the better offense and just the offense, more importantly, that's going to throw more and we have more confidence in to score points right now. So Isaiah McKenzie, we know Cole Beasley's unvaxxed. We know Gabriel Davis is unvaxxed. I make Isaiah McKenzie again. I expect you either leading targets or be second on a prolific Bills offense in targets on Sunday. I was talking to Mike Leone before Sunday, and he was pretty excited about Isaiah McKenzie, you know, the, the Bills homer. Uh, Leone and he also was mentioning because I, I in the walkthrough I comped McKenzie to Ray Ray McLeod and I ran that by Leone because you know I needed to get the insider Bills info. He he reminded that the Bills had actually drafted Ray Ray McLeod to play kind of a similar role and I I think that McKenzie you know it's like the Beasley role for sure but you also have with him they've used him last year around the goal line in some interesting ways. Uh, he obviously got on the touchdown last week. I, I think like this hybrid type of player is something they've shown a little bit of interest in getting involved. So I agree that he's an exciting pickup. Um, I think I would have him as the number one guy. If I had to play one of these guys this week, I might lean towards Palmer, but um, but certainly I think McKenzie if is is a very exciting number one pickup. Beasley and Davis can possibly activate us Saturday. We've already, I mean, we, we're through sixteen weeks of this though. How many times are we didn't do this? Uh, mm-hmm. If a player tests positive. They're not going to play the upcoming week. And then if they get activated like 24 hours prior, they're going to be limited. So I'm not I'm not worried about Davis or Beasley at all. Uh, I still think Isaiah McKenzie will have the better role and just like McKenzie is just the better. It's, it's the better overall situation than Palmer. I think very clearly. So now I, yeah. I would play if those two guys are out for sure, I would play McKenzie over Palmer. No questions asked personally. All right. I think that'll do it. No deep cuts this week, right? Um, All in the column. Uh, the COVID list featured 96 players on Monday afternoon. There are lots of cluster situations, including like the, you know, for instance, the Jets, literally their only tight end is Daniel Brown right now. Four of the, their four other guys got are on the COVID list. So it's like lots of little situations like that that need to be monitored. I'll have them all on the column and ranked all there. Do you want to answer a couple of these questions here? Let's let's do a, a couple. Depends what they uh, are. Rashad Penny or Amon Ross St. Brown? Uh, assuming pickup, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you need do you need a wide receiver or running back? This still is very start sit, Nate. I support you, a but uh, it's a very start sit question. I don't. I'm not ready. It's like it's Monday. Imagine asking me if I'm ready for start sits on 
uh, Monday afternoon when no games are being played till Sunday. <laughs> His, are you in on Tony this week? Another, I'm never in on starts. Tony. I'm never in on Tony's <laughs> one good game he's had a pro. No, I'm never in on Tony. <laughs> Jake Fromm and Mike Glennon aren't getting it done. You can't, play, you can't play Giants right now. Come on. We're in the championship week. You got to the championship week by never playing Giants. Uh, Devontae Booker's their best running back right now. Uh, uh, the Fern that sits in the training room is their best quarterback right now. Just stick a plotted, potted plan under center. It'd be better at avoiding sacks. Yeah, so, yeah, just it doesn't matter for the Giants offense. Get Josh Johnson in there, you know? He's he's crushing. He only needs like two days to repair. Just bring him in. The Giants will have a functional offense. That'll do it for Week 17's Waiver Wire Show. Make sure to check out Daigle's column. I mean, I can't imagine not continuing to check the column as we move through. You're going to have to rewrite it all tomorrow. You're going to have to rewrite it again on Wednesday. So make sure to check all the updates as as the longest season ever continues to do its thing. It's uh, it'll be updated Wednesday. It'll be updated Tuesday morning. It'll be there. It'll be updated again Tuesday after more COVID list and injuries. It'll be updated then, not Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, evening for more COVID list and injuries. It'll be there for you. I All can't right. promise I'll get to it Thursday because by then I might not care. But for sure, Thursday because Thursday just Thursday's seems like a little too late. late. For waivers. Yeah, never the waivers have run by Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thursday, that's when you pop in with start set questions. We might have a little more idea. But also the best part is we shouldn't be answering start set questions until Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, yes. Because like we have until Sunday this week. It's a special kind of week. We can sit on our decisions and hate them until Sunday morning. It's going to be great. So we don't have a Thursday game this week? No Thursday game for the rest of the year. So that's another game I have to write up for the walkthrough. You actually have more time for the walkthrough, so there's no excuses this week. I have less time. I have more games to write up. But you have more time, technically, because there's no Thursday game. You don't have to get it yeah, out early. But, but I write during the Thursday game at this point, Diggle. I don't watch it. Now you're going to be writing catch up the next day. Now you're uh, going to be writing through, uh, I don't know, what do people watch on Thursday night? The Mass Singer? I have no idea. Yeah, I'll be. That's, that's right. Uh, <laughs> okay, we got to get out of here. Thank you for watching. We'll see you later. Make sure to check out Diggle's column. Good luck in championship games. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.